So now uh, you're back with uh, AEW um, and, and NWA as well. Is there anybody that you're kind of looking to have a match with that you haven't had a match with yet? So many. I mean, there's an entire roster of women that, you know, I haven't, I haven't had the chance to get in the ring with them before. But I would say first and foremost, Sheeta, the AEW Women's Champion, is somebody that uh, I really like her wrestling style. And I think she's, you know, been a great champion and has had some amazing matches and done a good job of, you know, of having that division right on the on the shoulders of her being the champion, you know. So I, I'd say she's probably the person that I, I want to get in there with the most. So now that you say that... So you do have the NWA Women's Champion. And now, is there a possibility or like, did you read between the, the bylines as far as can you have both championships, the AEW and the NWA Championship at the same time? Is that what you're gunning for? Or is that even possible? It's definitely possible. That is absolutely what I'm gunning for. I, I think, you know, it would be really powerful to have hold two championships at the same time, especially for, you know, two of the top companies in the world. When I first joined the AEW roster, I 100% had my sights set on being AEW Women's Champion. And then I, there's crossover with NWA and I did, I started doing stuff with them. So it's a hundred percent like what I'm looking at and where I'm looking at going. And, you know, if opportunity presents itself, I know a lot of people talk about champion versus champion match, and I'm not sure if that's on the horizon or not, but you know, I'll be ready for sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I believe you won the NBA women's championship at primetime live. Uh, yes. Is that correct? Okay. So our normal co-host is named Emily and she was so sad to miss you today because she's a part of that show. So I was just wondering, just to, you know, so she doesn't think we've forgotten about her. Can you say hi, Emily, <laughs> for us? Hi, so Emily. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. Hi, Emily. We miss you. Aww. What was that experience like working? Because Primetime Live is a studio. You know, it, it's much smaller than at AEW kind of show was was that interesting was that different working with a, a studio style wrestling um show it was really interesting um you know there were obviously no fans there and you know that's just the signs of the times obviously right now but um i think that was you know my first time really being in a studio like that because at um, daily's place we always have you know, at least there's people ringside and there's and there's a little bit of noise and the nights when we, you know, let, get, get to have fans, there's a lot more noise. But that was my my first real experience in the COVID era of working in a studio. So um, really interesting, but I felt like I was really present in the ring for that match. When you have a crowd there and you're feeding off of their energy and you're, you know, you're having conversations with the crowd and you're, you know, like you're opening up to them. There's a lot more like external, you know, elements going on. And then in the studio, it was very like, I felt really dialed in and I felt super in the moment, you know? So you, you finished off at the performance center because of, you know, COVID and all that stuff. Like what was the call um, like from AEW and even NWA as far as like, Hey, by the way, this is what we kind of are thinking um, where you're concerned. What was that conversation like? The call from AEW was, I mean, when I say last second, it was la it was like about 48 hours, you know, before 
that dynamite match. And um, it was sort of like an inquiry as to would it be something I'm interested in? And, you know, is that what I'm prepared for and looking for at the moment? And it was, I went into it with this mindset of, well, I'm just going to like make the best of this opportunity and, you know, try to go out there and have a great match. And I didn't foresee anything even coming because I was just like, I was focused on that experience and um, making that as awesome as I could. And then obviously, you know, it went, it went really well and things were really positive moving forward from that. And so, like I said, like everything else that's happened since then has been happening really fast. The opportunity to work with NWA was absolutely like just an honor and amazing. And I was supposed to do a show for them in, I think it was early October. And then what happened was I had had exposure to somebody who had tested positive for COVID. Mm. So, um, you know, I was fine and everything, but just uh, for precaution purposes, I I had to postpone the show and then I didn't know exactly when that was going to be rescheduled for. And so we were working on our calendars and then, you know, that's when they decided to do the rematch with Thunder Rosa and I and the championship on the line. And um, again, that was all pretty, that all happened pretty quickly. Like that was about, you know, a couple of weeks beforehand we um, figured out that that's what we were doing. So, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. So you've been wrestling for quite some time. As far as like when you first started wrestling to now, what changes have you seen that you're like, you really like? And if there's anything that you're like, man, I wish, you know, this part of wrestling didn't change. Great question. I mean, you know, from a female standpoint, the business is a completely different place. As you guys know, you know, I, started my training in it was still like the divas era and they were doing the diva search every year and the qualities in performers that they were looking for were very different so when you you know if you were just about the wrestling it wasn't always the best environment for that or the most conducive environment to growing in that area it's weird being out of the ring for as long as i was almost five years and then coming back into that role and you know just and seeing all those changes it's to even have a women's match on the card let alone an awesome women's match is is huge compared to 15 years ago so i i think it's amazing and you know it hasn't it didn't happen overnight and it didn't come without just tons of hard work and grinding by so many different women over the years that they wanted to redefine things and they wanted to, you know, the business to be a better place. So I, I just think it's amazing to see the growth and there's so many shows around the world these days where the women are the main event or stealing the show and having the best match on the card. And I just, it's beautiful, you know, so it's, it's really a joy to see that. Switching gears a little bit, you know, being a yoga instructor, I'm of course curious because DDP yoga is very popular with indie wrestlers. I'm not sure about, you know, at at the higher stage, but have you considered creating your own form of yoga specifically for wrestling or if, if there is a type of yoga that you prefer to do to keep your body in shape for wrestling? Yeah, awesome question. Thank you for that. Um, I have 100% considered it. It's it's something that I have, you know, a, a, this circle of like my core best friends that 
we talk almost every day, you know, whether it's business or personal, personal or anything. And we talk about it all the time, you know, how, what would the steps be to developing that and, you know, the website and YouTube and all of that. So it's, it's something that's being discussed a lot. And I'm hoping that short term goal wise within the next six months to a year, there will be some steps completed and in uh, like along that path. So in terms of styles of yoga, I I've done, you know, a couple of different teacher trainings in my life. I've done like Bikram hot yoga and vinyasa. And uh, I think I really fall in love with vinyasa more than anything. And it's, it's just like your body flows and you know, you, like you just, you're, you're moving with your body and with your breath. And that's kind of the yoga that I escape the most in. Now, uh, when you're at the performance center, is there something that you would see in somebody that has like that it factor where you knew like, okay, this person like in the next year or six months or two years, they're going to get it. And it's going to, it's going to make sense. And they're going to become like a great wrestler. Or is it more of, you know, they're putting in the work and, you know, you kind of see them show up as time goes on, goes on. Um, it's, you know, there's experiences with both. There's some people that are just, just naturals and it, it, you know, wrestling just clicks with. Uh, Rhea Ripley's an example of that. She was somebody that just from the, the second I saw her, I was like, okay, this is, this girl's gonna be a star. She's gonna do big things in this business. And um, watching the growth of someone like her in the time I was there was really rewarding and just proud. I see her killing it from afar. And I just, you know, it's like, that was somebody that it was just a no brainer. It just made sense. Of course, there's the other side of the spectrum too, where it doesn't come as naturally. I mean, of everything, you know, I've done and experienced in my life, pro wrestling, figuring out pro wrestling is the hardest thing. It is so much harder. It goes so much deeper than people might think. And like, there's so many components to it. And Sometimes you get the physical, but you don't get the mental or vice versa. So there's, there's definitely examples of people that have had to put in the extra work. Like it, it hasn't come as easy. And, you know, I admire the paths of those people too. It, that's why when you see someone like a, a Rhea Ripley and they're just a total package, they have every single component locked in, you know, it's, it's just rare and you only see handful of those over the course of every couple of years, you know? Wow, that actually made me feel a lot better because that's how I felt about my wrestling training. I was like, why isn't this coming to me? So it's good to know I'm not the weirdo and that it's pretty normal. <laughs> oh, you are not at all. It, I'm telling you, it's so hard. Like, But I, I just like encourage you to have fun with it and just be patient with yourself because sometimes you just, you have these moments, these light bulb moments where it just clicks. I'm known for coming up with ideas and concepts and stuff like that. So I have two for you. Why, why are you laughing at me? Oh, I, what? I'm just enjoying the moment. What do you mean? <laughs> so I have two concepts. <laughs> so one is yoga. I actually, I absolutely love yoga. I've been doing it on and off for like 10 years. I feel like there should be some type of partnership um, with DDP yoga. Like I know like you're kind of doing the app, but there should be like, your version of it, if that makes sense. I feel like that's that's something that should be happening. And then two, the second one is that I, I definitely believe, and I know you're gunning for it, 
the NWA and AEW, like having those championships together at the same time. Like, I feel like that should happen too. Either at the end of this year or at the beginning of this year, at the beginning of next year, I feel like that should be the pathway for you to go. So once that happens, as far as the championships are concerned, what type of champion will you be like holding both belts? Ooh, you're amazing. Yes, to both of those, both of those ideas. Type of champion, I mean, as you know, as simple as it is, it is like a fighting champion. You know, I, um, I intend to defend the championship anywhere, anytime against anyone, anywhere in the world. I would love to travel once COVID kind of, you know, eases up a little bit. I'd love to hop on a plane and go to Japan, defend the championship in Tokyo, you know, in Australia. Like my, my intention is to just take, take it or both everywhere, all over the world. And um, I would love to expose the world to women that they maybe haven't seen before, you know, and help get some people, you know, like I, at this point, like I, you know, I've spent the last few years just giving back to the business in a pretty major way. And just because I'm, I'm not in that coaching exactly role anymore, I still want to make sure that, you know, I'm giving back and I'm contributing and elevating women's wrestling in my own way. So yeah, my, that's my intention. I'd like to spread the wings of both championships and take them everywhere. So we're going to hit rapid hot tags real quick. And what rapid hot tags is, is I'm going to ask you a question and you say the first answer that comes to your mind. So you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Women's wrestling rapid hot tags. So favorite quarantine snack? Ice cream. Mm, me too. Do you prefer working out at home or at the gym? Gym. Cooking at home or ordering out? Ooh, cooking at home. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? Trust. What in your life are you more, most grateful for? Uh, my family. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which one would you choose? Body. Yeah, body. Yeah, we're <laughs> definitely, Sarah and I are definitely on, on that train. Emily, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sarah's going to hit the Star of the Week real quick. Women's Wrestling Star of the Week. <laughs> Today's Star of the Week is Vipress. Debuting in 2016 out of EWF in California, Vipress has made a name for herself as a fearless competitor, becoming one half of Rogue Wrestling's tag team champions in a harrowing intergender tournament while dealing with a leg injury. She just recently made her AEW Dark debut against Big Swole, but before that she could be seen on Impact, Evolve, The Crash, PCW Ultra, Shine, and many more. We can't wait to see what's next for the Serpent of Evil. Be sure to follow her at underscore Vipress and tell them Women's Wrestling Talk sent you. And if you want to learn more about a star of the indie wrestling scene, please shoot us your suggestions for future stars of the week. Thank you, Sarah. And oh my gosh, I just came out with another idea. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I, I, I've been known for my last couple of interviews, I've been kind of like doing deep dives on social media. And I went through your social media and I think that you should do like a like a yoga um, like at least once a week, like maybe like like a, a IG live, four to five minutes, just like a flow. Great idea. Just, <laughs> just uh, they just you know sometimes the connection with people just the ideas just come just just run off. 
I'm just a genius. That's all. <laughs> you hear that, Sarah? Just the just the genius. I heard it. You know. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I love <laughs> Thank you so much, Serena, for coming on. Can you let people know uh, where they can follow you just in case they are not following you, even though you guys should be? Oh, thank you so much. Um, Twitter and Instagram, just at Serena Deeb. I totally thank you for all your ideas. Those are all like on the horizon and I appreciate your passion so much. No problem. Yeah, and you can have them. I, I will take, well, I might take credit for it, but you can have them. Yes. It's just more like credit me saying it, but it won't be like, hey, by the way, it won't be any of that stuff. You can take all those ideas. <laughs> and Sarah, where can everybody find you? You can find me at Sarah the Rebel everywhere. Sarah's an H is God in the Bible intended. And you should definitely check out my Patreon this month. December is going to be popping. And thank you guys so much for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, you can follow us on all social media on uh, Twitter at www.talkpod and on Instagram at www.talk. And you can follow me on everything uh, at TK Trinidad. Till next time, guys. Ciao.